Hello, podcast fans. Do you want to listen to two people who are very full of themselves talk about race and writing? Then you've come to the right uh, 44-year-old white man. And 33-year-old Chinese woman uh, hosted podcast. uh, This is Dan Harmon and Jessica Gao. And we have a new podcast called Whiting Wongs. It came about because we were working on Rick and Morty together, writing the Pickle Rick episode. Um, We started talking about race, writing... And a little bit of gender stuff. Yeah, and at some point we said, let's do a podcast because why why, why windbag about this? <laughs> to only each other in private. Uh, when we can, we, can, we can draw a giant awkward skid mark on the uh, eardrum of America. But don't worry, the actual podcast itself won't just be us finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> yeah, I know. When did we become so cute? Uh, <laughs> this is because we're the third recording of a commercial. Um, uh, so, yeah, no, it's mostly us like having an awkward uh, but honest conversation where, you know, it's like the, the kind of stuff that you can't have at work because you might legitimately like get sued or like at least like blacklisted or something. Like if you're trying to be cool, you have questions uh, about this like weird changing world under our feet. I'm pretty... Um, desensitized to sounding like an idiot. Uh, it hasn't killed me yet, so we 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 go there. We have the the weird conversations. Um, so if you if you're interested in that, uh, come listen to Whiting Wongs. Now entering Nerdist.com. Ding donger with the man bronger. Ding donger with the man bronger is the. Ding Donger with a Matt Bronger. Ding Donger with a Matt Bronger, yeah! Hey, welcome to Ding Donger with Matt Bronger. Uh, thanks for picking me up. Uh, this is the first installment of, oh, I don't know what to call it, uh, Hitchhiking with My Pals, uh, uh, Thumbs Out, Dicks Out, I, I, I don't know yet. But, um, yeah, this is the very first one, and I'm joined, thanks for picking both of us up, by my, my good buddy, uh, Mike, Open Mike Eagle. Hey, how's it going? Good man, how are you? I'm 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 in a lot of pain. Uh, if is there a choice between thumbs out and dicks out, or is it just like you're putting them both together? I, you know that was just literally just pulled that out of my ass. If you have okay. a better name for hitchhiking with um, into people's lives with friends of mine, just go ahead and yeah, no, you can I, brainstorm. That's really long. Know? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, nope, it's fine. It's that. fine. That was uh, the robotic shoulder that Mike just had implanted. It, is. it just it, buzzed. That is exactly what um, it was. Mike heard himself doing MMA training for um, the undercard for the next McGregor fight. No, I challenged CM Punk, actually. Oh, is that it? I okay, good. Out yes. At the press conference. Oh, I was smart. Like, you didn't fight good, <laughs> so now I'm going to fight you. And then I hurt myself trying yeah. to practice <laughs> for the fight. I think I like it better if you hurt yourself right after you yelled that. Right. You <laughs> fell over a folding chair. <laughs> oh. No, I yelled so loud, I just tore everything, you know? Just, that has to have happened. Oh, like of course. someone like to DMX or like a heavy metal, <laughs> heavy metal guy or something, just like too much. Just like a nationwide stadium tour and then just oh, blew out his shoulder yelling. That'd be horrible. What's my but I'm name? Sure, I'm sure. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's colla- and everybody thinks it's crack cocaine. No. No. No, he just yelled too loud. No. You know? So you can just yell too loud. Mm-hmm. It's possible. You really can. You really can. Um, crack reminds me. I'm reading this um, uh, John Waters book called Role Models. It's mm-hmm. all his role models in his life, and it's fascinating. It's like a, I'm just I'm just tearing through it, and um, he has this whole thing about how he, he shops exclusively this Japanese designer that makes clothes that specifically look bad on you. That's why. Like they uh, the the 
they'll the the threads will come out of the the sport coat without it unraveling, and like it's it's just it, it may, they make you look shitty. Why? But why does anybody want? That? I don't. I don't know why. Because he's he likes wearing stuff like thrift store stuff that just looks. Like anytime they run a press picture of him, they're like, in his thrift store best. And he's like, no, 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 this jacket costs like $1,000. Like it's this designer. Wow. But long story long, he was talking about why, one reason he loves Baltimore is like he was in a, one of his favorite dive bars. And this, uh, he's struck up a conversation with this dude. And he was like, so what do you do? And the guy was like, can I be frank? And he's like, yes. And he's like, I trade deer meat for crack. Um, so that was, that's, that's the quote of the day for did, me right now. Did, did. Were you able to get any further information from this? That was it. That was it. He just was like, I love Baltimore. That's it. Like, I want to know this. Like, does he, is it for his consumption? Does he want to sell it? I assume he'd sell it. Like, he went hunting and then he's got crack to sell. Yeah, but how do you get so good at uh, collecting deer meat and somehow have a problem finding crack? Yeah, that's a good question. You know? Yeah. You I mean you can buy it in bulk? You know, oh, you know, so it's like, why wouldn't he just buy uh, weight, as they say, rather than go out and kill a bunch of deer? Yeah, and field strip them. It that just is, sounds it's the 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 economics of it don't make sense. It sounds very complicated. Yeah. Maybe maybe that guy was just a liar. Uh, just yeah, like, you know, just wanted to throw something out. That's there. one of those. That's a really particular lie. Yeah, it and, is. And 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 that couldn't have been the first time he told it. No, he had that one saved. He had that one in the chamber for sure. I wonder if that ever worked on a woman before. <laughs> Usually, when when somebody tells a lie like that, it's because it got him laid right. at some point. Sure, yeah, know? or or impressed a, a bunch of people at a party, and he's just like, "I gotta save this one." It could impress a crackhead girl, I imagine. Mm. If you told somebody that you were like a fur trapper, and yeah. you also knew where the crack was. Well, I think when you get that deep in a drug addiction, you kind of want to have an organic connection to something, and uh-huh. this was like, "Oh, you completed the circle of life to get me this crack." Wow, that's nice. That's nice. Can we can we talk about you for a second? Okay. Okay. What? Yeah. A, what besides um, your your robot cyborg shoulder? I'm in an incredible amount of pain. I'm sorry, way. man. Yeah, no, it's it's not your fault at all. Did, did, I don't think so. The drugs. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think no. we were playing against you. No, no. no. If you were playing no. against me in volleyball, you would be in in perfect health. And I would <laughs> I would have lost terribly. Uh, the last volleyball I played was like water volleyball in someone's pool and. That was it. Was it was fun? But it sounds it, like fun until somebody drowns. Yeah. You know? Well, that, that was we were calling ourselves the deep end boys because we were on the deep end. And <laughs> other sides killing us, and we're like, yeah, you're not, you're not paddling. You guys sound like a you're water gang. Tread- <laughs> deep end, the deep end boys. Taxing the other time. We, yeah, that we were a gang, and we, all we talk about is philosoph- phil- like philosophical, <laughs> phil- philosophical thoughts, and also we stutter. Nice. And we have massive, massive slurs nice. when sober. Okay. But yeah, just existentialism, you know, existentialism. Yeah. I would like to be initiated, I think. Yeah, you're let's say you're already in. You're already in the deep end, boys. Okay, well that's good. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'll I'll wait until my arm works though. Until okay. I, until I yeah. until I could join a game. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Are you uh now are you on the road? Are you off the road? I'm I'm like always in between now. Um I instead of doing long tours, I mostly just do like weekends. I try to have my career like you guys, because you guys do it good. Mm. So yes. it's not like a yeah, like a stretch. That yeah, I mean, I just did yeah. a two week stretch about a couple weeks ago now, and that was fine. It was great. The shows were awesome, but mm-hmm. um, the strategy that me and my manager and my booking agent have been working on is get more money to play less. Yeah, how about that? That's the plan. Yeah, man, man. and and it's yeah. working out. So I just. Like next weekend, I just got a, a show in San Francisco, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna go do that, and I'm gonna go home. And you don't know? you don't you notice? I mean, you you you're married, you have a kid, mm-hmm. and don't you notice that like as you get older and having a family, you kind of just uh, you're not you're not that person. Like it sucks when you have to turn down a gig because they won't pony up. Yep, you know. 
It's it's tough. Yeah, because you want to be that guy. You want to be rhinestone cowboy. I used to play anywhere. Me too. For nothing. Me too. You know, um, I used. To, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I used to. I used to drive up to San Francisco to play shows for like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, and you blow that on gas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's nothing, but I used to do it like without hesitation. Sure, I used to do it. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, now I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I I just uh, had a we shot this like little sizzle thing, uh, and a friend of mine and I, and they the budget that the production company got from the the place they sold it to was so minuscule. Our cut was tiny. And they were like, "Yeah, but the exposure." It's like, "Nah, no, don't don't give me that. No, that carrot and a stick. I, um, I I've I've dealt with that my whole life. I don't buy that anymore." Well, you start, you know, at some point you start to learn uh, where you'll be exposed because it's where you've yeah. seen other people. Yes, <laughs> you know? exactly, so you, exactly. Like you, this is not right. You can tell if, if no, you know. it's it's. I kind of compare it to you. You've played South by a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. too much. Me too. Me yeah. too. And I still love it. It's still a great time, but it's like. Going for any other reason than it's a great time doesn't make a lot of sense. Right, exactly. You don't go. You don't go a long time. But I just I love, and this is not putting it on the bookers or anybody, but I love uh, uh, the the you know slash hate the um, the bait and switch with the laminates. Oh, every year it is it is Lucy with the with the football. No, no, I'm not going to move it. <laughs> no, go ahead, kick it. Like every time, it's like no, this is going to get you into everything. Uh, everything, mm-mm. and then you'll go and they're like, you're like. Wait, who? Uh, Stevie Wonder's playing at midnight, and everyone has a laminate you've never seen. Everyone in line, this, this laminate shaped like an airplane. Where did you get? And they, no, no one will tell you. Yeah, no, there's a lot of that. Prince will be playing um, <laughs> underneath the table. You saying you can't get in? You've been um, asked to leave. Do you, <laughs> do you, um, do you guys get? Because I'm assuming you're talking about the official South by Southwest showcase play where you get the wristband or whatever is mm-hmm. that what you mean yeah so, or like or like you know you get the artist laminate and mm-hmm. so they'll put a little attachment on there right. for something so know? uh on arts on the music side you get offered either um a wristband that's supposedly going to get you in all the official events and sure. all of the panel discussions and all of that shit. you can charge your phone in the big building whatever you want <laughs> yeah all that stuff or one hundred dollars, <laughs> and there were a few years where I took the hundred dollars. Sure, you know there were yeah. a few years because I almost never use that wristband for anything. Mm-hmm. It almost never happened. I, I my one of my favorite memories was this one. For some reason, it was unseasonably cold, like mm. really cold, and everyone's just wearing light jackets and. I just wanted to get inside. Mm-hmm. I just want. I I don't care what the band is. I don't care if it's <laughs> experimental noise. I'm gonna go. I just want to get in there and have a beer and just be under a roof with a closed door. And I couldn't like could not get into anything. And then the Dog Pound Gangsters were playing like an outdoor thing, and I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and shiver and listen to some gangster rap. Like, fine. That's just good. <laughs> yeah. Gangster rap helps you get warm. Sometimes. It does. It, uh, like, it gets the ire in you, you know, a little bit of rage. It's like you know? the hot chocolate of music. <laughs> That's, I've heard that before. Gangster rap. Yeah. Uh, somebody told me you used to rap. And yeah. It wasn't you. I thought that was really interesting. That's funny. <laughs> you, that is funny. You wouldn't tell. It is not something I talk about. But somebody else. Was That's like, funny. What? I never mentioned that to you. No. That's crazy. Yeah, no. I, we, I was in. Look, I was in co- when I was in college. Me and a bunch of other guy, guys from. I went to college just outside New York City, so I had all these guys 
who were like in little groups and were made beats and stuff. And we would just get high and freestyle or whatever. And we had our little group. And the closest we came to anything was we opened for the Lost Boys oh, when they came dope. to college. So, Jeez. And that was cool. My Lex Boops was in the bins for all of my ladies and my men's. Wow. All of my people is in the pens. Rest in peace, freaky Keep time. Keep your head man. up. Yep, he was wow. there. That was before he died. Aww. They did that song. They did Renee. Oh. Remember Renee? Hey, Renee? Then I met one day. Yeah, it was a very gruff, <laughs> gruff romantic rap gruff, song. The was, gruffest love song. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. I think in the video he was like walking around a public bathroom or something. <laughs> yeah. It was very. Well, that was the grimy era. It was the grimy era. That was that was Das Effects. That was uh, Redman and and I remember seeing a show in Philly and this uh, this guy. It was one of those things where. I loved being around people that we, we like loved hip hop, but at the same time had a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that old um, God. I think Chappelle was in a in a in a in a spread for like something like the source or whatever. He's eating a bowl of cereal and it just says, "I will not die for hip hop." <laughs> <laughs> so just let the whole air out. But this guy was like full on, you know, grimy type dude and. Had a blunt in his nose, just that's, sticking out of his nose. That's not where a blunt goes at all. No, it isn't. Why would you? Why it would hurt. Did, he didn't set it on fire then. No, it wasn't okay, lit. He unclear. was just kind of doing his best, old dirty bastard. Because I screaming. thought he was just like a real rebel, yeah. a real dangerous person. Oh, kinda, a blunt nose? Yeah, blunt nose. <laughs> blunt nose. <laughs> it's like a Dick Tracy villain. Yeah, blunt, blunt nose. His would just be a big flat nose. His face would be like almost all nose. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, it was one of those things. I mean, I grew up really being into into hip hop and and rap and stuff, and it was it was just one of those fun things. But even then, I was always like, "This is not what I'm supposed to be doing." Mm. Like, no, be, especially because you didn't have the era where kind of like we have now, where anybody can rap, kind of thing. Which yeah. I I still bristle about a little bit. I mean, still, yeah, there's bristling to be done. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I just hear people, and I'm just like, ugh, they're. There's can and there's should mm-hmm. kind of in my mind. It's just well, like, you know, we're we're fully we're about ten years into the YouTube era, right? Now, and that really changed everything. Because mm-hmm. then it became uh, it became a commodity to not look like you were supposed to rap and be rapping. Oh, is know? that right? Yeah, it became really? a big thing. Like, oh. Uh, you're like the rapping nice librarian looking white girl. So like rapping, you know? like literally like rapping granny. The stereotype yes. rapping granny yes. became an, became like an exponentially large it became, genre. It became valuable. Interesting. Because, I didn't know that. Yeah, because that was the reason that people would spread videos to other people. Hey, look at this oh, person yeah. rapping. It's who a hook. Doesn't look like they're supposed to be rapping. It's and a people hook. People were building careers and getting big deals off of that yeah. stuff. You know. But that's all mostly over. Yeah, the big deal part of it. I is would anyway. I would think so. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing that I notice about anytime I get, you know, you get caught up in your own career and you're like, why am I not this, that, why don't I have, I don't know. Who are you jealous of, stuff. Matt? <laughs> Tell me who, who you got. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not even that bad. It's, it's just kind of like you wonder where your, where your place is. And you also, the, the, the thing that I, you know, uh, it kind of keeps me and keeps that in check for me is like, yeah, but do you want to just blow up and then fizzle? Mm. And that, and we're in the era of that. You Does know, that happen a lot in comedy? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, when when people go the quick route, where you're like a you're a Vine star or oh, you're a, you're right, a, you're a right. you're a YouTube star, and it's just like the only way to maintain that is to consistently make 
completely free content yeah. on a daily basis. Ugh, give it you away. You just spread yourself so thin. That's silly. You know? And it, and it, I'm not trying to unionize Twitterers or nothing, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, like, 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 you kind of you think. Hashtag AFLCI. <laughs> Hash, hashtag join us. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. But you know what I mean? And that's... That a lot of a lot of my ilk, especially people my age, are like, "Oh, those aren't real comedians and stuff." And I'm just like, "Well, yeah, but there's categories. There's stand-up comedian. There's, you know." But can you can you do the flash in the pan thing as a stand-up now? Does that's that tough. Even, yeah. I don't know how that would even work. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. Does you know, that, that doesn't even. It seems like you have to have those road hours logged and yeah. those minutes on stage. You, you'd have to be like a caricature. Right. Like if you're if you're on a mic and someone catches you at shows and you yell consistently the most offensive shit or like whatever yeah and they're like oh you know you know razor pete or whatever that you know takes no prisoners or something mm-hmm. like that so you become like i don't know just this kind of iconic stereotype or weird kind of this visage you know mm-hmm. i don't think you could just do it as just a comic right you have to have some other i mean it's the same thing with rap you know mm-hmm. nobody just rapping blows up real fast. Yeah. You know? Like, I was just saying, realizing today, I'm like, I'm just going to stop buying new vinyl. Like, I love old records. And I can listen to anything new whenever I want with, like, Apple Music and stuff. But the, it's, or I should say it's rare. The last new thing I bought was the new De La Soul because there isn't a De La Soul album I've, I'm completely sick of for it, the most part. You know part. what? It took me a week to listen to that album when it came out. And I didn't, I didn't know who I'd become now. Yeah. I didn't. Because that, that was unheard of mm-hmm. for me. I don't. I still don't know how I feel about that album yet. Though. Yeah. And I love those guys, too. Yeah. Death, I mean, it, they helped raise me in yeah, a lot me of too. ways. Oh, know? me too. But I, I, that album, it's the first De La Soul album where I feel like I'm not in the Target demo for this. Yeah. You know? But but then who is? Exactly. Yeah. That's that, and, that's, and that's the feeling I'm left with. Is like, yeah. I don't know who this is for. Yeah. And there there's so many, you know, I feel like. I feel it's it's a little like a little bit of irony because I feel like I'm skipping around like I did with De La Soul is Dead, mm. but instead of skipping over sketches, I'm skipping over a song or two. Wow, you know, and not that that song is bad, but it's just so. I mean, it it is hard right and left yeah. turns. It's yes. like yes. taking ways home during rush hour in LA. <laughs> You're gonna go across Wilshire. Straight across four lanes against traffic, and then yeah, you got, then there's some smoothness. You got to take you know. a left on Usher, and then a right on Rock Marciano, and, <laughs> and a left right. on some guy who sounds oddly like like Bono. You know the song <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about? I do know which one you're talking just about. Like, no, did no one tell that guy? It sounds just like the most famous singer alive. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite De La Soul album? Do you have a favorite? <sighs> I mean, it's probably a tie between. Uh, three feet high and mm-hmm. balloon mind state. Have you ever heard them talk about balloon mind state now? No, they don't, don't like it. Just don't. They don't. Oh. Just don't. Just don't even ever. If you yeah. see that headline ever, really, just don't come go. Well, I mean, there's you're. I mean, it's just like in comedy, there are people. You know, my favorite joke of yours, and I'm like, I hate that. You know, you know mm. like, yeah. I mean, stakes is high would be a very see, very close perfect. second. Um, you know, I miss all of those. The art of artificial intelligence. I like mm-hmm. them. I miss those albums a those lot because I feel like I didn't have them at times in my life where I was devouring them nonstop like I did all the other records. Yeah. But now since they're not on 
Beats or Spotify or mm-hmm. anything. It's like I can never fucking hear these. Out. I have to like go to YouTube. Yeah, to you're hear right. These, like these. um 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 the the one their last one, which is ten years ago. Like that's uh, on Grind Date. Yeah. Grind Date's on there. That's on there. Yeah, yeah. but um, that's really strange for that because Grind Date was on. I forgot the name of the label, but all of the Tommy Boy stuff is they didn't make deals that included perpetuity for all formats. Oh wow! And there were so many samples on them, they'd have to go yeah. clear each and in, in, in right. individual. You're right. Copyright holder, and mm-hmm. no lawyer has found it worth it yet. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just laughing because I bought uh, a couple years ago. I bought uh, Biz Marquee, all samples cleared, like mm-hmm. on vinyl. That's a new copy. It's like mm-hmm. whatever. This album's so fun. What do you uh, What do you listen to right now? It's, uh, uh, new or old? Anything? I've been into this Danny Brown album that just came out. I've only listened to, like three songs. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I, you know? Okay, this is the thing. And I really have to keep listening to it because I have a psychological issue with it. Okay. Um, the guy who did most of the beats um, produced my entire last album. Okay. And so what that means is there's about six beats on this Danny Brown album that I had and was writing to. Wow. You know. Six? Yeah. Well, then what happened? He was like, no, you can't have me. Well, it, I mean, it was nothing, it was nothing um, malicious or egregious or anything. It was literally like... Okay, these these are beats I had earmarked that I didn't finish a song to, except for one. One of them I did finish a song to, but we recorded the song. The song was kind of shitty anyway. Okay, so. okay, but yeah. the others I just had them and I and I was writing to them and and I just never, you know, I never uh, completed the the cycle with any one sure. of those. Um, and you don't think about that when you're letting them go, and, right. and not that that conversation even ever happens. Sure, but you know, you just I mean, the album's out. Yeah. We weren't continuing to make stuff, so those things mm-hmm. were just on the yeah on the back burner or whatever. And and it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> now I gotta <laughs> yeah. hear this guy, this popular hey, guy. I went on a date with that girl, exactly. And now you're sleeping with her. And, Hold on, and, and and nobody cares. Nobody, like, yeah. nobody, nobody knows, knows that I and nobody can identify exactly. with with your with what you're dealing with. And that's that's what I'm finding increasing in my life uh, more than anything. Uh, we were talking earlier about thinking about career, and I asked you who you were jealous of. And all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the things that tweak me lately is stuff like the stuff like that. It's little unique things. That, yeah. Like, I can't explain to oh people why God. why it is that this album. You just summed makes it up. You just summed way. it up because it's like when same thing with me, like putting out a new special, a new album. Just like here, if I went through all the stuff, the 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 delineations and the the, the minuscule. Things I have to get perfect before I can even do this or do that, and the uh, the politics of the business. Right. It's boring. Right. There's nothing anyone can relate to. Yep. So I just, I'm just, all I can say is like, stay tuned. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> right. it's, it's the struggle you can't even talk about, and that's the interesting thing about hip hop is it's, you know, you have you're working with a producer who's making these beats, and then you'll you know it's a two part thing, right. often right. just two people. Yep. Whereas with like. A band, you all write the songs together or whatnot, or it's one person. They do right. all the music and they do, you know, they just sing over them. It's just this with hip hop. It's always kind of I've always seen it's like this. There's two halves. Yeah. There's a producer and then there's a person rapping or a group rapping over it. You know, which is fascinating. And and, and I mean, because I've had the other side of the situation where I've written a song over somebody's beat and demoed it, and then decided that I needed to change the beat. Mm. You know, so then that person might hear the song and be like, Oh, right, that used to be. Our song, yeah, yeah, and now yeah. it's somebody else's song, and now our song is the remix. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, you know. And I like, I like that you said uh, uh, written because it, it just, 
I just it made me think of um, you know the era. A friend of mine used to work in studios and was telling me about the era, the post. Let's see. I'll say people finding out that Biggie and Jay-Z don't write down their lyrics era. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where literally every rapper that went into the studio was was like, oh, I'm the same way. And like, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to write my stuff down. And my friend was like, so, and I don't want to say what, what rapper it was, but he's really good. But I think he fell into that rut for Isaac. So we're on the 89th take. <laughs> It's just this guy. And everyone in there just pulling their hair out like, just bring the piece of paper in. Yo. No one's going to know. And this is the thing, too, in that era. Because I only saw somebody actually do that once. Uh -huh. Like, actually, like, we turned the beat on and he was just sitting there in his head. And he yeah. Wasn't right it's impressive. It, no, it wasn't. No, nope. because it was the worst <laughs> verse ever. Because it was the one that he did, he could memorize without paper. Oh, like, I it love was it. so simple and dumb. Oh wow! You know, it was so dumb. That's it was great. Very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like you, 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 I didn't. I should have said you, yeah. sir, should be writing things down. Yeah, because this is not good. Everyone listening right now is like, say who it is. Don't obviously you're not no. gonna say who it is. I mean, but it's like the but thing it's like, is, even if I nobody knows who's you, sure, name, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right. That's... One of the thousands of underground rappers, right, who live in a two-block radius of here. <laughs> They're all in Hollywood. They're all here. That's you know, hilarious. Soul, the rapper Soul. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that not look exactly like him? Yeah. <laughs> that has been bothering me the entire time we've been sitting here. I'm like, who? What? You heard it first. What? Kurt Braunohler no. and Soul look look very much that alike. That is Kurt, huh? Yeah, that's Kurt. I never seen Kurt with all that facial hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get out. It's funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is freaky, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, a wet picture of Kurt with a towel over his shoulders that says, keep it dry. That looks like soul, man. You put a sticker over that, and anyone who knows underground hip-hop is like, oh, hey, it is. Yeah. I mean, that, that's good. I'm that, going to take a picture and put that on the internet and I, tag soul in and say, hey. Do it. Well, you're going to take any sexy 70s pictures. People so. always bring up the fact that we have, like, the same last name, pretty much, but don't, you know? But it's very different. It is, but it, it just, starts with Braun. What is going on beneath I us? I think a monster's coming through the wall. There's a, they're, they're taping something tonight. What is it, Aristotle? It's an art show. What is it? Art show. It's an art show. They're taping an art hence, show. Hence the tap. Well, I saw cameras. Did nice cameras? It's for The broad, oh, they're oh, shooting Broad City downtown? Oh, oh, oh. It's a Broad City Art Show. Broad City Art Show. Broad there we go. Broad City Art Show. Okay. That sounds like the hippest thing I ever heard. Mm -hmm. That's wow. pretty hip. Is that going to go on the whole time, do we know? Because it's hurting, it's hurting my feelings. Yeah, it's a little It's a little much. Yeah. It kind of reminds me how much Hopefully pain that's Hopefully they got that wall. And there we go. Yeah. Okay. Anywho's. God damn it. That's fun. Are you yeah. pausing? Okay. No. I'm no. Okay. You know, just count. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's keep going. Cool. Whatever. I, I mean, it, the crazy thing is, probably people can't even hear that tapping. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> but I feel it in my bowels. Yeah. He has to tell you know? them to stop for yeah, sure. Because it's, yeah. it's. I mean, you know, I could deal with it, mm -hmm. but why? No. Why would I want to? No. I'm an adult. I should be able to tell people when. You and me both. Like, stop tapping under my feet, man. Yeah, that's you... weird. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we were, if this was like a, a apartment situation, yeah. we were roommates. We'd be like, hey, can you? How many pictures are you putting up? Right. You go down there, just wall and ceiling covered, <laughs> covered with oil paintings. Just one more, I swear. Did you did you put up lots of pictures in your dorm room? Uh, yeah, but just posters. I I used to cut up rap magazines. And nice. Just put them all like cover the whole wall and like 
Lugs ads, okay. you know, with, with featured people I like. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a Ice Cube death certificate nice. uh, poster right next to my Clyde Drexler Trailblazer poster. Thanks, dude. Are, are you a big Ice Cube person? I was growing up. Are, um, is death certificate better than Predator? Yes. Okay. Yeah, without a doubt, I think. I just put that in a rap and I realized that's a terrible thing. I just wrote in it that I don't know if Death Certificate is better than the Predator. <laughs> and that's fur, but that's like a real, that's a real yeah, thing. Yeah, but, but it's, I don't know if I should say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's li- one of those things. Like, should I say that I don't, that I'm dumb like that? No, like, you, so what are you going to. I think I think that reveals that's just your your honest human condition. I guess that's there's a true. lot of stuff I don't know, you know, about oh god, especially like modern hip hop. How much how much should you tell people that you don't know if they haven't asked you? It depends on the situation. So. You're checking into a hotel and you're like, "Look, I can't tell Big Daddy Kane and Granddaddy are you apart." And they're like, "That's a problem." Oh yeah, because you're you're at the Juice Crew Hotel, and you, yeah, can't, you exactly. can't do that here. It's M- not MC allowed. Shan's nephews checking you in. <laughs> exactly. It's like, no man, you had the Bismarcky suite. You don't mm-hmm. get it anymore. I'm yep. sorry. I'm sorry. I did see. I read this great article about best best pot, posse cuts, and how uh, Really Do off Danny Brown's album is amazing. It is. It's so good. It's so good. Earl, man. Yes. Good uh, lord. Just. T- uh, I like it when someone can ride the beat and it just sounds like they're talking. Yeah, yeah. You know? And he just sounded like 38 years old all of a sudden. Yeah. I was like, Jesus he Christ. He always like, did. You know? But it was, it was just like this this, uh, this grown man force. Yes, exactly. That yeah. I hadn't heard from him That's yet. what's crazy about Odd Future. Like, as they get older, you know, and they're going to, like, Tyler already has probably the deepest voice Yeah, he does. Of he anybody. sounds like a monster. Yeah, he does. And, it, and it's just I mean, interesting. They started out so young, but. But I don't listen to any of the rest of them, no. I don't, I'm not f- that familiar. I like, I'll hear ones and be like, oh, that's good. Or uh, that one. I weird. really can't even, I can't. I love Tyler as an artist, but I can't really listen to him rap. No. And because cause every time that I try to, mm-hmm. I come into it thinking he must have done away with the shock stuff by now. Right. No, nope. it doesn't happen. They can't let it go. Yeah. Like they all, these are all guys who who started out listening to like early Eminem. Yeah, and it was, the, and I, I remember I get that. I remember being in junior high and saying crazy shit just to say it, just mm-hmm. being like, people say I can't do this, so I'm going to do this. Right, and they're kind of like really, really smart guys that were very smart, very young, and like just taking that to umpteen levels, doing videos, throwing pills and blenders and stuff. I remember seeing that and being like, are they really? But it's yeah. like, that's what they want. Yeah, no, it's, They're all it's like beautiful. sober. They just want you to think that they have these ground up pill parties. Well, I think some of them aren't sober, but. Well. Yeah. I'm just saying they probably don't have pill blender parties. They never did. But I don't, is that a real party? No. Oh, okay. Well, the thing is, if you, if you eat, I know, I did this when I was a kid. If you eat like a, 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 a swallow capsule, just chew it, you'll barf. Ugh. There's a reason it's in a capsule. Oh, it will. It needs to go past your your gag reflex and all that stuff because the chemicals in it are so strong. That reminds me about the um, the wonderful pain pill I'm going to take as soon as I get home. You could have took it before this. I did. Oh, good. I'm going to take another one. <laughs> part two. Yeah, man. Well, part it'll be part three today. What uh, what do you what what's the goodies? Um, well, I have I have big fat ibuprofens like the yeah. six hundred. Mm, yeah, uh, so those, I know those. And then um. Hydrocodone, which I guess is like some Vicodin kind of relative. Okay, yeah. It ain't, you know, it ain't. It's not perks. Yeah, it ain't whatever is supposed to knock you out and, yeah. and have you leaned over. I don't get, I, mean, I yeah. never get stuff like that. Yeah. No, you know? well, yeah, let, let, let's let's talk about drugs. Like, 
I will take half a Valium, not a Valium, uh, Xanax. I've never taken. I want It'll to, put but I me, never have. But it, it melts you out and puts you, put, at least me, right to sleep. Hmm. I don't know how people take Xanax and go about a day. <laughs> I would rather be, like, just smoked. I'd rather be stoned are and you, go about my day. Are you an day. anxious person? No. Then why do you ever take the Xanax? Because that just, what it's for? It just, let's say you, uh, you've been on the road, like, three nights in a row. Uh-huh. And your nerves are just fried. I see. And your brain won't shut up. You can't sleep. So, uh, you know, it just, it literally just settles you. I guess that's what weed does, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, I, I mean, it puts me right to sleep. I just feel tired You're and sluggish. You're already chill, Matt. You're already chill. Oh, not me. I'm a, I'm a wild man. You know? Well... Yeah, I guess you are. I guess that's true too. You know, but you're not an anxious wild man. You know, there, there's a, a large degree of anxiety though. I, think I, you, I don't sense it in you. Uh, you always I, seems to chill. Thanks. <laughs> you look who's talking. <laughs> you like the chill guy? No. Well, it's all. It's to me. It's it's all lies. Is know? that it? Yes, absolutely. You go home and just scream into a pillow. Uh, I, I go home. Wishing that I could access it enough to scream into it, but I spend uh, I spend all day faking, and you can't just turn the fake I off. I don't think it you're takes. Da- it, oh, man. I'm I'm telling you what, man. I'm a sad, sad boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, but I have that too. I I you know I, I, the one of the things that's been helping me is kind of understanding that in a lot of ways I'm doing it to myself. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, being jealous. Yeah. Doing it to myself if I am. Uh, you know, feeling angry towards. You know, I, I was talking about how I was actually talking to uh, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons about leaving behind your your kind of shitty, dumb, angry young dude in front in, in, in inside you. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was in uh, Winnipeg, and this dude was coming out of this building with a stroller and his kid, and he had tattoos. And I was looking for this bookstore, and there are all these places that just have no sign. So I was like, all right, it, maybe it's in there. And I was going in, and he turns in the street, he's like, hey, can I help you, man? And I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for the bookstore. He's like. That's the bookstore right there. Points next door. He's like that, and just says the address out loud, like I'm an idiot. And I was like, mm. "All right, man, thanks," and just left. And I could have been like, "Hey, man, who hurt you? It wasn't me, you know." <laughs> but it was like, I just decided I'm not going to take the chip off your shoulder and put it on mine. Wow. This guy already had, and I, I found out where he was coming out of was like a halfway house. That's why Xanax so, puts you to sleep. Yeah. You know, that's, exactly, that's why I need Xanax. You're already chill. I'm so angry. You're already chill. No, no, no dude. I you don't you know. Punch that guy right in his tattooed nose. I get so angry. I get so angry. I get. I, I have a short fuse. I have uh, uh, a massive, what you call an Irish temper. Comes. What, you what's know? the last thing that made you angry that you remember? No, just driving over here. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I get that Dri- driving sure. over here. Um, oh, oh, I was in. Um, Washington D.C. last weekend, and I was coming out of a. a <laughs> my girlfriend and I were going. We were going into a cookie store, and like a bakery. And I, this girl's behind me. I held the door for her. She just, she never looked up. Ugh. Just looked at her phone Ugh. and just went around me and didn't say thank you. No. Nothing. Yeah, that's no good. And I just, you know, I. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I. I don't know if I mentioned this last pocket. I don't think I did. I went to uh, a potbelly sandwich place, and I was starving. It was 5 o'clock. Sign of the door says it closes at 8. I go to get in. There's a guy in front of the door, blocking the door, looking at his phone. And I go, excuse me. And he goes, it's closed. doesn't move. And I look in. There's people working in there. I'm like, but it's, it says 8 o'clock. He's like, it's closed. And I'm mm. like, why, man? And he's like, it's, uh, it's, it's closed because they're, they're doing construction. And they were doing construction. And I guess he was with the contractors or something. Uh. But the fact that he would not look up or say anything 
just is close, like still looking at his phone. You're getting angry now. This close to taking his phone. I didn't do it, okay. Throwing it into traffic and going, now we're both mad and oh, walking away. Oh, wow. How childish. <laughs> was, but I didn't. I just walked away. because That would be a great. Oh, but it's that thing. It would have felt so good to Ang- do that. Angry Matt TV show. <laughs> I'd, I'd, watch, I'd watch the Angry Matt TV show. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like me, myself, and Irene where I have, I've been putting it all down. It's just going to come out in a separate yeah. But yeah, no, I get I get real angry. But that's what I've learned in therapy because, mm-hmm. you know, I fake, I compartmentalize and shit, um, present a chill exterior, sure, you know, of course. and process all my shit inside. The outer shell. Um, and I was always worried about that. Like, mm-hmm. so that's my therapist. Like, am I just going to fucking burst into flames one day? Like, what's, <laughs> what's going to happen? And, and she was like, no, the way you do it, you're just going to be uh, kind of always a little depressed. Oh, so there's there's no explosion. It's just a kind of constant implosion. But where every day, where's the exorcism of that? How do you get that out? So you're not always sad. Um, well, she encourages me to put it in my music. Sure. And I do sometimes. But those songs never make the record. No, never. Make. I have never, a pile never. this high. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm holding my hand up high, people. Never holding, like uh, mad as fuck. No, part they, two they back again. They don't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can't do it. I look at them and I'm like, no, this song is entirely too emotionally available. But when you started out rapping, you must add a couple of those songs, like I'm I'm better than you. Oh well, yeah, I'm but see, that was that's never about anger though. That's always just about like that's just braggadocio. Yeah, okay. it's just like okay. you know, if you had a new skateboard trick, you yeah. want to just go do it everywhere. It's, you're not angry at the city. Okay, well, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. What, what, okay, what's what's the be- what's like your favorite just rage song? It's just top of your head. Rage song. It would probably be uh, a Eugene McDaniel song called "Fucking uh, Supermarket Blues." That's I don't know it. Yeah, it's it's this song. Uh, this guy Eugene McDaniel was a soul singer in the seventies. He made this song about like Whoa. a bunch of fucked up shit happening to him it down. at the supermarket. Like just because he's black and people like saying weird shit to him and like Whoa. throwing canned food at him and shit. And he's like, Jesus. "I just came here to get a can of peas." You know what I mean? Like it's fucked up. But like that's that that his that's anger. Go one. His anger does it for me. I, I like was it. gonna go uh, uh, "Fuck 'Em" by the Ghetto Boys. Okay, that to me is just kerosene. It's just like mm. you know, I'll 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 I'm gonna drive my car through this building, kind of rage. Do I have any of those? I don't know if I do. Angry rap. Oh, you know what my favorite brand of angry rap is, and I've collected these. I've collected this kind of song on Spotify. Okay. Is um, like male fragility. Angry rap, where like some <laughs> some some normally imposing fellow yes. has been wronged by a woman. Oh, that's a good. And one. decides to write an entire very ang- very angry song about it. Okay, all so these songs delight me. We so talking uh, truly yours, Cool G rap. Okay, I don't know that one. You don't truly yours? Yeah, I don't know. That. I've never really been a big Cool G rap guy. Oh, you heard it. I think I think he's really dope. Yeah, but the, the only album I ever bought from him was four, five, six, and I hated it. That's a, not a good album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you want to go like Road to the Riches, okay. um, you know, whatever that the streets of New York. Anyway, but that's like an iconic. Okay, you know, I'm mad at this girl song. He just dogs her. So it's like Wildflower. Wildflower to me is the quintessential. Wildflower one. quintessential. Yes. But there's you really hurt Ghostface Killer. Oh my god, you broke his heart. Yeah, he's so mad at he you. He's so mad, and then he wants, he talks about her vagina for mm-hmm. like yep forty eight yep. bars yep. or whatever. It's you know yep. 
Like, uh, yo, uh, bitch, I fucked your friend. Yeah, you stank hoe. Like, damn. All right. Ghostface. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jay Live literally has a song about a girl he's mad at, and he's like, now, because of you, my favorite two songs are Wildflower and Truly Yours. He wow. says that in the lyrics. How crazy is that? Dang. I just realized that. I got to share the rest of these songs with you, though. Because yeah. you ever heard a guy named FT? He's in, a, he's in this group called Street Smarts. No. He's got the best one. Okay. Um, I don't even know. How, what era is that? What this year? is like 96. It's got to be. Okay. Um, I think Buck Wild produced it. And the, oh. and the thing is, these songs tend to have these really beautiful beats, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's really beautiful. They do. Where it's, like, it's like, let me bring the ladies in. And they're like, Jesus. And they're just misogyny. Exactly. But yeah, no, his his song is called Problems, and the hook is Bitches Ain't Nothing But Problems. You can't live with them, can't live without them, and, and deal with it and be real with it. And if your ex give you ass, you should still hit it. Like, I remember his, that. Yeah, I remember that lyric. I remember yeah, that lyric. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, obviously, it would be, you know, Bitches Ain't Shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I remember girls in college dancing to, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And no. they're like, this beat is so good. Yeah, no, that's that's... That beat is amazing. It is, and and it, that has been an interesting phenomenon. That, that's the thing. That beat's so good. That song could be called uh, "I Really Love Pizza." <laughs> you know, like, like I, I describe how like you know, Goodfellas is so good. It could be about a bunch of postal workers, mm-hmm. and just just nothing happens. They just deliver mail, kind of thing. Like one of them gets fired, but it's just it's shot Actually, so might, well. Might like it better than I might. You know, let like less violence. Yeah, a little bit. You know, they little, still fight. Yeah, yeah. Fight you know. If I just if if the worst thing you had to worry about was somebody's dog, you know, biting yeah, him or something, that, mm-hmm. I'd like that. And one of them's like too heavy to run, be a so little, it gets bit in the ass, be a little less tense. That's true. I would I would like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Have you seen the lobster? No, no. See, that's that's one of those ones that my girlfriend and I have this list of things. I think neither one of us will ever see mm. because it's like we have to see this together. Right? No. She travels so much. I travel so much. We get home. We're like, "Fuck it, let's watch Chopped." Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm burnt. I don't have the uh, the emotional reservoir <laughs> to watch this right now. It's on demand. Yeah, but we got a new Shark Tank. <laughs> like, uh, so you watch horse shit. You know. <laughs> That's yeah. Funny. Did you have you seen it? Yeah, I just saw it on an airplane, so then you know it affected me more. Yes. You know. Well, an airplane takes like takes away like all your nutrients, and the mm. air is is the air is unrecycled and oh terrible. My God. Thanks and to thanks to uh, Vice President Cheney. What was he? The, he like passed an ordinance that they didn't have to refresh their air as as much as they used to. It basically wow. to help out the corporate masters, but right. it's I think. There's a reason why we feel shittier on planes now. Well, okay, I, I guess you know, and it's also just the I think I think you're just more emotionally available when you're like flying uh, at, at yeah, five hundred miles an when hour, you're at trusting 20, feet. Yes. trusting this person you can't yeah. see. Yeah, through a, 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 a t- you're in a Tylenol capsule, <laughs> exactly, zooming across the, exactly. the globe. Yeah, and I think all of us are just up there, just. Uh, Kind of all gritting our teeth a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so, but yeah, I saw this yeah. lobster movie on the on the flight, and and, and it is ah, uh, yeah, it uh, something you just said reminded me of it. No, we were talking about Goodfellas, and and it, and we're talking about the postal version. And I was thinking about how I might like it because it'd be a little less tense. And this this lobster, it's a tense movie, it's real man. Tense. Oh, yeah. Jesus, Christmas. Yeah, the the the, the, the I know I know the plot. And yeah, like, just stakes are so high. And it, yeah, and it's so ridiculous. Yeah, but it, they they managed to make it all feel very real. Oh, okay. You know, they make it. They managed to really give it a gravity considering the subject matter. Well, and it's, it's to me, it, 
it makes me think of kind of like um, it's it's the, it's the dr- it's the you no know, stay with me it's the drama version of like Airplane, mm. where the reason why Airplane is so funny, and this, this has nothing to do with the fact that we were talking about being in an airplane, but the reason why it's so funny is because all the actors commit so hard. Right. They never. There's never a wink. Right. They all believe they all this stuff is real. Straight. This woman's getting the shit slapped out of her because she won't stop crying, and everyone has crowbars and stuff. And then no one's like, "Hey, this is nuts." Same thing with that. Like, this is our world. Got to commit to it. If you don't find someone, we're going to turn you into a lobster or, oh, I don't know, a crab or whatever. You really start to feel like that's going to happen to somebody because apparently it does in this world. That just that sounds like nightmare fuel to me. It it was that's the kind of thing that would stick in my brain's craw. But it's it's not you know it wasn't heavy. In that way, it was just heavy. Honestly, it was just really heavy in the interpersonal drama of it. Oh, you know, okay. like they re- like the situation creates this cauldron by which like every interaction between these people is so important. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and it like really is like, oh my god, wow, yeah, man. See, and that's the thing. As much as I talk shit about like, oh, I'd see that if I was single. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I, 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 I am I am the same way. I'm sensitive on planes. Yeah. When I watch something sad, my I'll, face I'll is cry, streaked man. with tears. I'll cry on the plane. And someone's like, "Oh, did you lose someone special?" And I'm just like, "No, they're gonna turn that guy into a lobster. <laughs> he doesn't fall in love." You know, and I'm weirding out the plane, and kids are like, "How old is that?" <laughs> well, I, I, you got to learn the art of the silent cry, man. You got yeah, no. You gotta... I have it down. I have it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh gosh! I, yeah. forget, uh, I was going to say something else about that movie, but I can't remember what. Doesn't matter though, because you haven't seen okay. it. No. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I was going to say the reason I I held off on watching it for a long time. Okay. And it was just one of those situations where there's no Wi-Fi on the plane, but there's like a bunch of movies you can watch. Yeah. And it just seemed like the most. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting choice. Yeah, of, that's of that's a weird new thing yeah. where I'm just like, do I want to watch this movie on my phone, just in my lap? Because mm. I don't have like an iPad. If I had one, I'd be like, all right, sure, I'll watch. I don't either. I should get an iPad, yeah. like a grown up, I guess. I have like I actually have one, but I just stopped using it and just discontinued the search. I just didn't use it enough. Mm. It was just a bigger version of my phone. Right. I mean, if I was like a graphic artist or something, I'm sure I'd be, you know. But I'm a fucking flimflam man. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, my buddy of mine has a. Uh, uh, C.J. Sullivan, funny Chicago comic, has a great bit about leaving his backpack at a motel and flying home and being like, you have to find my bag. It has important business. And they're like, you mean this uh, notepad full of dick jokes and a slide whistle? He's like, that is my business. Oh, wow. Like, the, you know, it's not, we don't have, you know, it's not like a hey, I think I guess medical if I, diagrams. If I left my backpack somewhere, if, if this is assuming I got my laptop out of it, I would be most concerned with various flash drives. Oh, yeah. And, and... And phone charging situations that I have amassed. Right. You know, I got short mm-hmm. cords, long cords. I got car chargers. Yeah. You know, I got I got all these different. I have this like, basically, a miniature toiletry bag mm-hmm. full of various ways to power my phone. Okay. If necessary. Wow. Yeah, man. So you basically have robot veins inside I your do. bag in a bag. Mm-hmm. Robot veins. In so a many bag. robot veins. I wish I had robot veins on my shoulder, yeah. and I could just pump robot Vicodin into it. My my dad has like an his he has like severe arthritis in one foot, so he can't walk that well, and he just oh. hurt his knee. So it's like I've been making jokes for about like ten years about like I'm getting you a robot body, Dad. You're never gonna 
we're going to put your brain in something else. It's been a running joke, and now it's kind of like, I don't make that joke anymore. Yeah, because that could, that could happen. You know, and he's seen RoboCop too, and it just doesn't end well. <laughs> he's going to end up the big, you know. the big murderous that, one. When will they learn to stop using the wrong brain? Frankenstein, hmm. RoboCop wow. 2, you know. So you get a nice guy's brain. It feels like that shitty argument that, like, lame dudes do where it's like, girls don't like nice guys like me. Yeah, go run off with the bad boy. <laughs> you know, the ones that'll hurt you. I'll be here waiting. And it's like, maybe you're just not that interesting. No, absolutely not. Maybe you're not in demand, asshole. No, no. Why you better, better yourself and girls will like you, you know. I, but I feel like the real argument is use the nice guy and not him, the, the good guy's brain. I like, guess put the Mike Eagle brain in a robot. I'm not a nice person at sure all. Sure you are. But, um, Raising a good son. Ah, that, that I am. Come on. He's going to be a really nice guy. <laughs> me, the boats, the ship is sailing on me. He's going to be I a call really, bullshit. He's going to be a really good person. No, I do okay. You know, <laughs> and I'm also horrible. Um, We're all horrible. Come on. Yeah, okay. I'll go with that, too. We live, <laughs> we we live in Los Angeles. Yes, this is true. We're not here to feed the poor. We've all signed up to be horrible together. Yeah, on, on, a, on a team. Yeah. We're, we're, we're better. I will say this. You and I are probably better than most. I don't know. No, we're not going to do anything for, for fame, you know? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear, I we're we're not starring in a Marlboro ad. You and I? No, not yet. And unless they offer I'm us saying, a million each. They give us That's a call. We're going to have that meeting. We're going to get them. We should just please buy our integrity. We should pretend to be smoking. Two for one sale. Sell it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No, 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 that's that menthol. Sm- that's, that's menthol. You just. I like. I like. The, I got I like smooth. The, I, like the, I like the minty burn in my throat. <laughs> Did you ever used to smoke? I smoked. I smoked a pack a day when I was in college, man. Like I used to get high idiot. and smoke Newports and yeah. watch Batman I in college. To, in that order, that's that's how it would yep. go. <laughs> it was marvelous. I used to smoke Black and Milds too. Fuck, I miss Black and oh, Milds. I don't miss Black and Black Milds. Black and Milds and malt liquor. Yeah. We're like just the the my twin mistresses. Oh my gosh! Oh, um, that was black and black and miles were great because you you're you're literally inhaling a cigar. Yeah. that tastes like fruit. Is it? <laughs> and it's so bad for you, but it's so fun. It was fun for a and while. It's got that clean draw because of the plastic mouthpiece. Did you did you ever do what they call what we used to call freaking the black and mild? Did you ever do that? No. We stuck our penises in them. No. Uh, no. No. But no. It was this thing you could do <laughs> where there's this lining inside of it yeah. that you could like take it out and then re-roll it and it would like burn even smoother. Really? Yeah. See, we smoked too many black and mild, so we found out weird shit like that about them. Okay. Know? All right. Well. L- I, I will. I will see your freaking black and mouth. <laughs> did you ever used to drink Kool Aid Forties? No, I did not drink. Well, you drink it 40. down to the sticker, and then you'd pour in a packet of unsweetened Kool Aid, and it would bubble up. And you got to put the cap back on, and it would turn the whole thing bright red or orange or whatever. I feel like you get arrested for doing something like that it, now. They, it, they, they it put was you delicious. on a watch list. It was the weirdest taste, but so good. And then it's just a bunch of people with just these gross clown lips. <laughs> <laughs> It was so weird. <laughs> no, I, I I hadn't I haven't experienced that. I one. think it's I think it's just you know uh, uh, location specific. I think everybody growing up had their weird little. Well, you know all of all of that weird shit was in college for me, and when oh, yeah. it came to drinking, what we used to do when we had no money, which is why people would buy like you know fucking malt liquors and shit. What we yeah. would do is we would get really really cheap bottles of like alcohol, so we get like plastic bottles of oh vodka. like like. Oh, vodka. Okay. Yeah, like Heaven Hill and yeah, like we had pop off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. And Hood River vodka, which was local, but now it's good. But back then it was like in the plastic. Everything right. they 
put it in was plastic and yeah. it burned like fire. I I saw that shit. Um, the uh, what was the one you meant? Not because I said Heaven Hill. Yeah, and you said Pop Off. Yeah, I saw Pop Off eat through a styrofoam cup once. <laughs> And I drank that shit willingly. Of course. You know? Yeah, well, you're indestructible back then. Yeah, well, indestructible back then. That's an interesting concept. I remember drinking a bunch a bunch of uh, ice beer, mm-hmm. which goes down so smooth, but just yeah. kicks the shit out of you. And being this close to driving all my friends to go see a Bad Brains concert. <laughs> and this is back when they had that horrible album, God of Love, you know, like, uh, where they are doing, like, hair metal, basically. I know, you know, I never got into Bad Brains. Really? Man. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was a Fishbone guy, but I never got into yes. Bad Brains much. Fishbone was kind of the conduit. Mm. Uh, my friend uh, Lev Anderson did the Fishbone documentary. Did I tell you that? You know what? I Remember met him. Sunshine? You met yeah, Lev? At, at at this house party at Bridgetown. That's right. Yes. Yeah, at my friend Zach's house. Yes. Yes. That was yeah, amazing. That was you were there with uh, uh, Aesop. Aesop, yep. Yes. And every, all my friends were like, oh, hey. Is that open mic Eagles? Is that Aesop? I was like, yeah, it's them. Yeah. It's very, uh, I, I love that, man. I get a kick out of, um, you know, uh, uh, friends being geeked out by other friends of mine. You know? Yeah. Do you have any of that? Well, you know, Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah, but it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Well, that's the thing. Hannibal's, yeah. Hannibal's strength and thing is always been not only it's hilarious there's nobody like Hannibal there's no never has like been nope. even back in Chicago I remember the first time I saw him I mean I heard a rumor about him like like hey, he's a black comic he has a bit about having a silver arm I'm like take me to him <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like metal arms like Jackson Mortal Kombat <laughs> metal arm I would do it. yeah <laughs> like and, and I was just like I saw him I was like yeah like he doesn't have his footing under him yet but like once he gets it like he's gonna be a monster I mm. knew it I knew that like 15 years ago. Now, you know, um, it's not a week goes by where somebody didn't ask me some odd favor involving him. Really? Always. That's like, crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go see him in Detroit. I know you're in L.A., but can you ask him if he can do a meet and greet with us? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> like, no. Like, what do you mean? Because I tried asking his people. They asked for this much money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can I go around the, the, the money he, does, he gets? Yeah. I mean, it, I, there was a there was a, like a montage uh, scene in a Second City production once where people were literally walking by each other saying things, and like you know, one was like two people see each other, and someone's like, "Hey, what do you?" No, no, let's not let's not talk. Let's just wave and like shit like that. And the one that got me was a girl. Like it was a, a answering machine message. She was like, "Hey, um, hey, uh, uh, Gary, I know we haven't talked in a while, but can you bring twelve of your strongest friends and help me move on Saturday? I'll buy everyone Taco Bell." <laughs> <laughs> The cheapest food for the most labor. And so, like, these people, it's like they just don't understand how much he's had to hustle to get to where he is. And you don't get it for free. And they also don't understand that my relationship with him is, like, my relationship with him is preserved by... Uh, how little I ask him for shit. Well, you know what I mean? But that's like everyone's that, relationship. Yeah, exactly, but, you know, I, I just, I, I think, I guess I think it's really difficult for people to understand that, like, because I, I think they think that they never asked me to ask him something, that yeah. nobody's ever asking me right, to ask him right. something when it's li- realistically happening constantly. Yeah. And, know? I mean, if I'm, I'm guessing this is not, the person asking you is not someone you're particularly tight with. It can be. Sometimes it can be okay, you know, and and I and I I get it, you know, but it's it's that whole thing of 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 like you said, people just not having the the like their proximity being as such where they just assume that you know, mm. and I do I could I could ask him anything, yeah, 
But I don't want to. No, there's no, there's <laughs> no reason you should. Exactly. The world will continue to spin if you yes. have to do a fucking meet and yes. greet somewhere. Oh my god! It is not imperative. This is look. This is not someone's dying child that right. wants to meet Hannibal. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And it's funny. Like I remember learning the dark side of that. Not to get on that shit, but like I myself and Kyle and a couple of people have opened for, you know, Daniel Tosh. We mm-hmm. did like a we did a benefit that was great in like Omaha. And he was talking about the amount – he does a lot of, like, make-a-wish stuff. Daniel Tosh does? Yeah. Like, okay. you know, people only know him as this shitbag, and right. he kind of is. Right. But he's also, you know, he's a pretty real person. Like, he's honest. But he says, like, when they, people would be like, oh, my son wants to meet you. He's going to make a wish. And like, sure. And he's like, can we – can we – can you fly us all to Vegas? So the family is going to Vegas with their kid that's not doing – I was like, that is some fucked up shit. That's weird. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that ask. Jesus Christ. So it's it's just, you know, I mean, no one's ever said this, but more money, more problems. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a hit, man. <laughs> Let's edit this part out, okay? I don't want anybody to know where the idea for my new hit song Let's, that, You can have from. it. You can have that. Um, but it's... It, uh, like, Thomas Lennon and Ben Garant wrote that book about writing screenplays, which is not only... It's, it's pretty educational it's also hilarious mm-hmm. but the one thing they one thing they have that reminds me of this is they say when like let's say you write a hot script and then you have to have it attached to like a star like right. a movie star mm-hmm. and there's maybe seven movie stars in the world mm-hmm. you got that can actually open a movie right will smith denzel tom, tom Hank, cruise tom cruise julie roberts mm-hmm. you know um uh, uh scarlett johansson but he's like when you when you meet with them if they like the script and they'll have some notes so if you meet with them in their trailer, never like never accept anything. Even if you're thirsty as shit, if they're like, want a glass of water? Just be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Because people ask those people for shit all day long. Hmm. Like, be the person who's not asking them for right. shit. That's, that's, that's you know? my, that tends to be my rule with my... Because I'm increasingly finding myself in a position where I have friends that are, that are like famous mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, yeah. Just, i'm not just, that famous I like though to be, well <laughs> you know a couple people know me in the comedy circles and i did do the uh halloween episode of uh, i carly in 2007 <laughs> i mean you know, the first time i ever saw you was on tv oh really yeah yeah it was a big deal for me <laughs> i um, will take it it was it was some showcase thing it was like late night comedy central some showcase thing. Uh, it was you and hannibal and oh 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 uh, uh, mashup mashup probably is that what it yeah where it would cut to uh, uh, I don't think I, to me it felt it, my memory serves me correct okay. it felt like more like it was just some because was it an out of New York or something was it live at Gotham might have been like you know what I think that was it it might I think Hannibal's on a different episode but okay they, who knows they might have been showing like a rock block or something but. okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's cool. It was cool. It is funny though when I'm I'm on the road and like some comics like, man, seeing you on Live at Gotham inspired me when I was a kid. Like, Fuck <laughs> you, young bastard. Yeah, it no, wasn't I, that long. And you're like, oh my god, yes it was. So yeah, it was like no. almost that'll be ten years next year. I get I get that too. People say, Yeah, you know, you helped me through something in junior high. I'm like, wait a minute, you're like, you're, like a, you're in college now. Like what is this? this How is- funny would it be if it's like a guy like your age? And you're like, Fuck you, man. And he's like lying to his date. Uh girl Growing up listening to Open Mark Eagle. You didn't know who the fuck I am. <laughs> this is bullshit. How are we doing? Oh. 57. 57. All right, cool. Oh, man. 
Well, this has been fun. It has been. It, it helped me forget my pain a little bit. Good. I'm yeah, glad. I'm glad. Laughter it. is certainly not the best medicine, but, but it's, it's but it's some. It's something. It's some. Laughter and drugs. You put those together. Oh, then you're, that then is you're, a good time. Now you're cooking with oil. See, man, screw that. Life is beautiful. We need to start laughter and drugs festival. I love this Are you idea. Kidding? We would we would do. Oh, where sh- okay. Where should we put it? Here now. <laughs> right now people. in this room start calling Aristotle people. lock the door <laughs> right. call my dealer the windows will get steamy and people will just want to know what's happening in is, here. There, is there still that guy that goes around with like you call him he shows up with a briefcase and he oh, looks God. crazy and I he's like a drug d- deliverer I, I've never seen him in real life so I'm, that's that's know. that's like a, a, a device, plot device I've seen in a thousand movies and like you read The Dirt by Motley Crue like that guy's Oh, there was a guy that would follow their tour bus in like a stretch Cadillac with like Two hookers and his license plate said like drug dealer, like oh. DRG dealer. Well, that's good. And it, like that's the eighties right there. That's good. For that's you. the extreme version. Like when you like want to let the cops know that you're not a drug dealer. <laughs> that's like a really good reverse psychology. Plate. Yeah, you know, it's really good. It's like no, whatever. I grow wheatgrass. <laughs> that's my drug. I am a pharmacist. Okay. <laughs> Like I want to, I want to know. I want to know, like, if there's because you haven't encountered that. You haven't encountered the person that opens the briefcase. Like, oh, you offers, know what? Downers. No, no, there was a show in Atlanta I did with a bus driver, no can do, and Milo. It was this 2013 or 14, or after the show. He didn't have a briefcase, but he had kind of like, like a small tackle box. Yes, um, even and he, better. And he had, he had. Um, LSD and shrooms and various powders and, wow. and little rock things that I don't fuck with the powders or the rocks. So no. I don't remember what those were. No. But he did. He had various drugs that God. he wanted us to have. He That's, didn't even charge us monies. That's fantastic. It was great. Did you guys go to Magic City after the Claremont Lounge? No, we didn't go to either one of those fun <laughs> places. Um, we we used to go. <laughs> we used to only go to strip clubs in the daytime. Yeah, that was our favorite thing. I I know I know I've known a few people like that. We um, you know the Saint Vincent song, Chloe in the Afternoon. Do you know that song? I don't know. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, then this won't be funny at all. <laughs> oh, but it's, is it about a girl stripping in the afternoon? Well, yeah. We we actually went to a strip club in the afternoon, and there was this um, meth addicted girl named Chloe there, and, oh. and then it just made the song make sense. She to danced her. to the song? No, but okay. she should have been because yeah. it was her life. Okay, well, okay, what's what's the worst uh, stripper and song pairing you've you've experienced? So, you know, I'm from Portland, so I've been to my share. Well, we at, at this self same strip club on that self same day, we actually started talking to the DJ and just we were we were playing shit. Oh, that's so cool. We played a song um, by this indie band, The Blow. <laughs> like we were okay. I, yeah, I didn't even I, know that. Oh, it's it's so good. Um, but it's not a strip club song at all. Yeah. But we were just making it happen I, and laughing. I went to uh, this strip club, you know, like probably newly of newly drinking age, where you're just a, a you're a licensed maniac. Mm-hmm. You've already been drinking for years, and then you just you know, <laughs> now you now you're okay with it. You know? Licensed maniac. And you, and you uh, I went in and it, like, hey, the jukebox is free. Yeah, for stripper shithead. Like, I put in like three <laughs> albums worth of songs, and the chicks dance like, where the fuck is my music? And everyone's like looking at me. What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, who did that? Like, no one saw my huge body in front of the Oh, that's box. so fucking Everyone funny. knew. And it was like a, a skeevy one. It wasn't like the fun one you think of Portland where it's like men and women in there. It was all dudes and then just... Oh, I've been, I've been to a bunch of those. I yeah. like those in Portland, too. Yeah. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah. My, a friend of mine, drunk, barged into a strip club. Still my favorite. 
uh, strip club entrance and just yells, I came here to dance. <laughs> just yelled that at the room. That's and every, all the guys are like, Brit, like, Ugh. you know, their back muscles tighten. Like, I don't want to see a man right. dance. Yeah. Well, also, they don't want to hear anyone yell because they, they, <laughs> no. think, they think it's the police yeah, yeah. and then they have to go home. You're, you're realitying my, my, exactly. my, my safe zone. God. Here. My gross safe zone. Yeah, people need a gross safe zone. Yeah, they, don't we all? Yeah, we do. Don't we all? Well, man, this has been fun. It has been. Let's 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 hop on out. Thanks for picking us up. Uh, this is us. Uh, go check out uh, uh, Open Mike Eagles Records. Yeah, I got stuff. I got records. Yeah. Anything? Uh, Want to do a plug? Um, Hella Personal Film Festival. That's my yes, last album. You should listen dope. to that one. It's a great album. Thank you. So pick it up. Pick it up. And uh, see you next time. Ding donger with a man bronger. Ding donger with a man bronger is the ding donger with a man bronger. Ding donger with a man. Now leaving Nerdist.com. I can't believe how cold it is. It's so cold. Are you fucking serious? 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 Are you As a branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.